Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor Rainbow of 2023. We are the Too Late Update podcast. We are here with our first proper episode of 2023. I am, of course, uh, with Kevin Jones, who knew it was a proper episode, and this time has bought an ice cream, as is tradition. Uh, I'm also... I know. Uh, It's got, like, what is that? Has it got nuts on it? It's got almonds or something? No, it's the... It's the Millionaire's Caramel. Ah, um, posh magnets. The best ice cream they do. Yep. It's offer again and co-op. Uh, I'm also here with a Chris Hodgkinson. Hello. Who, as per tradition, hasn't got ice cream. I mean, <laughs> it's just it. <laughs> just, just hasn't. I've got a cup of, I've got got a cup of tea. Nice cup of tea. <laughs> um, we're here. Have you can't have ice cream and tea. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, that, what? That's just madness. That's just that's just gonna create a tepid mess in your stomach. It's that's not... how you. That's how you get an ice. That's how you get an ice cream tummy owie. <laughs> ice cream tummy owie. Well, Med- medical name for it. That's the medical yeah, name you won't, for it. You won't sleep well tonight, and you know what? Your wife won't give you any sympathy, and she'll be right not to. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna text her in a minute and go. If he's complaining about a sore tummy later on, he's done this to himself. <laughs> It's it's the only way he'll learn. It's the only way he'll a, learn. A tepid mess in my stomach is I the title of my second album. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. Right. Yes, we are the only podcast that brings you uh, the news from a random amount of time ago, and uh, this week it's going to be about July of nineteen ninety nine. Um, it it's. You know, we've we've done a lot of episodes recently, but I don't know if we've really caught up with with ourselves in the last sort of bit. So, Kev, what have you been up to? Um, I think like playing games wise, I basically I've basically been playing games to do our top ten. Yeah. So following on from that, I um I quickly did a save everyone playthrough of the quarry. Ah. Um, before passing it on to you, and I went to see Stuart Lee last week, and he was very good. Excellent, Hodge. I'm seeing Stuart Lee tomorrow night, assuming he doesn't have some kind of medical emergency in the theatre again. But it wasn't him last time, but someone. When I went to see him in London a couple of months ago, so travelled all the way down to London. Right. Sat there, London, you know, den of inequity and awfulness. Iniquity, not um, inequity. Whatever. It's probably both. Both. Um, yeah, but people in London at least know how to say it. <laughs> so... Do they? Do they with their stupid yeah. London mouths? Yeah, but you don't anyway, with your weird northern one. So shush and get going. Inequity and iniquity are different things. Yeah, I meant in- I meant inequity. Also, stop being defensive like you're from London. You're not from London. You're I live Welsh. most of my Lon- life in London. <laughs> my London life. My London <laughs> life in London. There's a there's a there's a sitcom waiting to be made. Indeed. My anyway, London you're, life. you're as London as I am Welsh. My London anyway. life would be a very boring sitcom about people in relationships uh, that your girlfriend would like. <laughs> and that's not I, that's not directed at either of you. I just mean it's it's the general sort of your go- you know like cold feet. It'd be like that. <laughs> cold feet's all right. I like cold feet. You you'd make someone an excellent girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Gender-based anyway, uh... program stereotyping aside. <laughs> yeah, when I went to see Stuart Lee in London, someone in the audience of the, the showing before ours had a medical emergency or something happened, and then the theatre couldn't do anything else the rest of the night. Right. They couldn't clear the theatre, apparently. 
So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't happen again. But at least this time, I'm only travelling to Oxford, which is, you know, comparatively a short skip and a hop down the road. I mean, it's it's literally up the road. You live in, like, you, you live in a suburb of Oxford, effectively. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, should, yeah. that will be much better. Yeah. Cool. Um yeah, I've, I've been um, so. I've one thing I've been doing uh, this week. I've been streaming Max Payne three for fun, more than anything else. If you have the chance, check it out. It's boring to be playing Max Payne three. Although it has reminded You've sold me, me on it. It has reminded me how genuinely excellent and fun some of that the shootouts in that game are. Like particularly the one where you're in the offices and you just you know you blow the absolute crap out of everything. And it feels like a, it. it feels like a proper action movie. Oh, it's really good. Uh, to be fair, you are you are streaming Max Payne three and doing Shakespeare's soliloquies at the same time. It's quite. A... I mean, now you've put extra pressure on me, but I tell you what, I'd do it. <laughs> I am nothing if not a uh, whore for attention. Um, <laughs> and then, have you played any of Goldeneye since it was re-released? Yes, I can't games. play it. I cannot play it. I absolutely cannot play it. Modern 3D um, like uh, th- third-person shooter controls have ruined me. I cannot what, play it. Absolutely what cannot. Were you to, what, what, what were you trying to play it on? The Switch. I've, okay, I've heard the Switch version is even harder to control. You need to do something to control to make it easier. Right. But you might fare better on the Xbox one. Oh, okay. So I was playing Weirdly, that on the Switch. They were both ports were handled by different teams. Yes, the Switch like one. Different studios. Like... And so I saw someone from Rare today tweeting in, why didn't you get us all back together to do this? We'd have loved to have done it. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Switch port, um, on, in handheld mode at least, runs at something like 60 frames per second. And I'm oh, okay. told that the Xbox version does not. I haven't tried the Xbox version, but there we go. Surely they both should. It's a 25-year-old game. Yeah. I, I guess it depends on what emulators they're using effectively, I suppose is the way you put it. Um you yeah, our yeah. friends rants about eh, emulators should be people should let piracy happen no but you know you still have like legitimate software emulation which is most of nintendo's um stock in trade now um <laughs> uh, also i've been playing hi-fi rush which is brilliant it's really really good it's really really it. good yeah um it it's yeah genuinely like it's like oh you might well have re- uh, released one of the games of the year in january <laughs> it's a good start um yeah uh so yeah that and um i've been catching up on the bad batch as well oh, i've not started that yet yeah uh bad batch season two uh the only sort of teaser i'd give you is if you ever wanted to find out what happened to commander cody now's your chance <laughs> i didn't want to know so now i will never watch the bad batch since it, it ruins my head cap. oh god <laughs> yeah your head cap. that's where you can go in and complain that it's not as good as your head cannon uh, like The Last of Us, which you've also been watching, obviously. Um, yeah. That's been great so far. Yeah, episode three featured a piano, but no piano frog, so zero out of ten for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> not, watched episode not watched episode three yet. Oh, it's brilliant. But, um, oh, it's genuinely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I've already waited until Wednesday, realistically. It could have been. Wednesday. Seriously, if that had been an hour, a half hour uh, longer, that could have been a movie, and it would still have been one of the best movies that's been out in, like, years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day on dinner, and they pointed out that, you know, back just after the last was released, it was announced it was going to be adapted as a movie. Yeah. 
Now they're like, isn't it great they didn't do that? Because episode one was like about 10 minutes off being movie length. So how could you have done the whole story justice yeah. in that amount of time? Well, I would say episode three is really good because it displays what, like, if you're like, well, if you're just going to remake the the story of the game, why do a TV show? And then they do, okay, so actually this story in episode three would not work as part of a video game. Okay. And I'll leave it Ooh. there. Obviously, people who've seen yeah. it will know what I mean. People who haven't will, yeah, um, will 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 not. <laughs> Obviously, if you haven't seen it, why would you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, someone said, "Oh, like the first two episodes are broadly in line with the video game." It's like, well, it's just like a book adaptation, isn't it? Yes, they'll exactly. Yeah. Things, so they'll change it to match what a TV thing is, but it is it is going to be different. But it's going to be the same broad strokes of a story because that's what it is. I'm I'm yeah. highly enjoying the extra focus on what happened and how it all happened. Yeah, I've yeah. enjoyed that. It's been good because in 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 the video game, it's like it just did. So get used to it. That's kind of the way they treat it. Whereas they provide a bit a lot more context in the TV show. Cool. I will lend it to you. I finally managed to find managed to um, find a copy of Dead Space somewhere. Oh, the original Dead Space. No, no, the remake. It's like been impossible to find anywhere. Oh yes, you did. Sorry, yes, like, you said you tweeted uh, tweeted uh, WhatsApped us earlier in the week, didn't you? To say it was. Like, uh, not, have you got it on? Well, the, not, uh, have you got it on the PlayStation or? Yeah, because not only is it um not only is it not available anywhere online. I even tried popping into game while we're over your way on Sunday. Nothing. Really. Like, but, but annoyingly, to find that out, I had to pick up a copy off the shelf and wait five minutes in the queue to be told, "Oh, we haven't got any in." Like, Why have you got it on a shelf then? Mm. For fuck's sake, take stuff off the shelf you don't have. Did you try the Argos? Well, it doesn't matter anyway. You got one. No, Argos was also um, out. No stock order online. Yeah. Cool. Um, and another piece of which may or may not be used to, but Base.com have rebranded as. Um, like biscuit Base. No, um, Kit.co.uk. As what? They've sorry, got, they've, re, they've rebranded as Lead. Lead. Okay. What's base? No, oh, uh, sorry. It's their online shop. I've made a really bad joke that neither of you've got. No. No. Base guitar lead. Oh. That's very, very... Yeah. Oh, that's bad. So what? What? <laughs> what is base anyway? Base.com just are just cheap. They like they do games and DVDs, and they normally I've never bought them anywhere else. They're normally a good like. Like for example, Dead Space has cost me fifty-two. Everywhere else, it's like sixty-seven. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of places kind of um, touting that their uh, launch day games are going to be less now as like a selling point. If you see what I mean, like, they're not though. That's what I mean. Like a game, Amazon, everywhere else, it's like sixty-five to sixty-six. Yeah. Like yeah, base was the only place we could find under sixty quid. Yeah. Cool. And you found Except it. It's not base anymore. Cool. Right. So, shall we jump in? Yes. Right. Uh, let us start where we normally start, which is, well, it's the news, isn't it, of 1999. Have we got much to talk about here? Not not at all in anything this month, realistically. No. It's very quiet month. Is this, or is this just what happened? This was, again, this is back to our thing about the 90s. Yeah. The 90s, not a lot happened, especially the late 90s. Everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just keeping their fingers crossed that Y2K wasn't going to be a problem, so everyone yeah. was, pe- was being good in 1999. I mean, there yeah, was... This is the 90s. The biggest threat was a something that might ruin everything with a slight... Sub- that could be just sorted out with a bit of software. Yeah. The biggest threat in the 90s was uh, the 2000s. 
and you know, we blame that on immigrants now. Yeah, yeah, and and Tony Blair. We blame that on immigrants and Tony Blair because that you know partially his fault. Let's be fair. Um, right. So, first July, the Scottish Parliament is officially opened by Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom on the day that devolved powers, I almost said developed powers, are officially transferred from the Scottish office in London to the newly devolved Scottish Executive in Edinburgh. Good for them. The problem is, with any news story about any of this, is devolution makes it sound shit. Like something you don't want to happen and is bad. Uh, We're covering it from a Pokemon point of view. No, but just the phrase devolution doesn't sound great, does it? Like, it doesn't sound like a good thing. It's because... The opposite of evolution the automatically sounds yeah. like it's going backwards. But it isn't the opposite of evolution. It's, no, but it sounds. I'm saying how it sounds. Is it sounds like it's the opposite. So it sounds like it's going backwards. Your logic is not going to get in the way of Hodge's reckon here, Kev. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> his, I mean, reckon, his reckon. His reckon is solid. It is granite. The, it is there. It is a physical form. That's how much what, of a reckon what, this is. What things sound like don't necessarily bear any resemblance to what they are. Absolutely. The uh, the fact that reckons are more accepted now is is evolution in reverse. Yes. Yeah. I I I'd agree with that. Good old have a good old reckon. We'll have a good old reckon about everything and anything. Because why? Everyone's rec- everyone's reckon rich. Reckon, <laughs> reckon well, rich and fact poor. Uh... <laughs> so we right. So that's the news. That's the one bit of news we've yeah. got for this month. <laughs> It's the only thing that happened. Right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to move on then to music, I think. Why is this on the list? What? Mr. Bungle. Why is this on the list? Mr. Bungle? What is Mr. Bungle and why is it on the list? Mr... Oh, do, do you, you know, know what, what Mr. Bungle is? No. Yeah. Evidently, evidently not. No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, it's uh, Bungle from Rainbow. No, it's uh, it's my fans. <laughs> Mike Patton's, uh, well, it was his first project, I think. So do you know who Mike Patton is? No. Uh, he's from Faith No More. Oh, sorry, yes, 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 yes. He, I actually he, didn't realise he was in uh, Mr Bungle. I didn't realise that bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Faith No More had broken up around this uh-huh. time. And uh, he went back to his first project, which you are, you know, that Faith No More are a bit off kilter and a bit crazy. Slightly undefinable in terms of their genre, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mr. Bungle is that times about fifty. Okay, so this is like yeah. the uh, Captain Beefheart of the of, of the thing uh, from oh. is it Rancid? What he was in? Oh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's just Mike Patton being insane, and now Mike Patton's been in about fifty different bands, but this this was his uh, first one, I believe. I might be wrong. You but, see, um... so you put this on there, and I thought it was some kind of Mr. Blobby esque children's album. There wasn't a lot of albums released this month that were worth talking about. So, it was uh, um, it was a charity album which was entirely composed of different remixes of Bungle from Rainbow singing the song California from the TV show California. The, from the yeah. TV show California. How does that song go then, Hodge, from the TV show California? Why don't you sing this California, a bit and remind us? California. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the show called California. Right back where From we the show called from. California. Right? I don't know what the fuck it was from. It's from the OC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, you used to watch the OC. No, I didn't. 
Actually, he doubted uh, himself as the secret OC fan. No, where, what, maybe it was the OC. Where was, it was the his one? Favorite program. What was the one where the kid said, "My name is Tyler and my number is one," and then he walked off, and it was very much the like. The, <laughs> it was very much the teen drama uh, equivalent I've... of putting the earpods in and then turning on Limp Biscuit and saying, and "My number is one." And my number is one. I'll have to find that clip. Someone's got to have that clip. I mean, was that One Tree Hill? It might have been One Tree Hill. That, it might have been. I mean, it's pretty much the same fucking program, isn't it? It's basically, yeah, it's we're rich kids in One in, Tree Hill. In, one, here we come yes. back, right where we start. One Tree Hill. That's basically it. Right, but with Bungle. But with Bungle. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, George gets in there. I'm not going to put impression of George. One day, we might let Kev talk about this album. It's not going to be this day. It's not this day. I I don't know too much about it. I meant to listen to it today, and I forgot, because I'm very tired. Well, that has Um, wasted everyone's time. (laughs) No, well, I thought it was worth flagging that... Well, it's um, go listen to it. It'll be crazy. It'll be brilliant. It's Mike Patton. He's a genius. Or it might be shit. I don't know. We've not listened to it. (laughs) I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna pick a track off the album. I'm gonna put it in the episode, and we'll find out whether you like it. <laughs> I I realize, this is where Matt gets it wrong and Matt just inserts the song California. <laughs> We're not letting you speak about this, Kev. We're not letting you you give any positive spin to this. We have ruined this for you and you just have to accept that we have ruined it for you and, and move on. Ways, I think, in many ways, I think he's done this to himself. We didn't, we didn't have any of this during where we had like lists of things to go through and stuff to talk about. <laughs> Put us in a proper episode. Let's go off. Let's go off script immediately and bully one of the members. <laughs> oh, I've listened to a few songs off this and they're good. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the review on the back of the CD case you want. Ah, uh, I'd buy the enemy if someone like Ken was writing reviews in it. I would then listen to this album. It'd be more of a pamphlet than a magazine, wouldn't it? <laughs> Get through it a lot quick. I've listened to a couple of them and they were all right. I don't know what the rest is like. I'm very sorry I didn't do my job for this episode because I stopped watching NFL all night. <laughs> well, maybe we'll come to an NFL section sometime. We're never going to do that. We um... have already. We've covered Super Bowls in the past. Oh, Superb Owls, yeah. Superb Owls. Yeah. Um, the next album up, we've got They Might Be Giants, uh, Long Tall Weekend. Have you ever heard the blackbird song? Summer days, all summer long, underneath the shady... I assumed you two would know this. I do not like this album. Wow, okay. okay. I don't... I don't I, 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 I'll be completely honest. Um, 
but it might be Giants or a band that I don't really know the albums of at all. I've, like all their songs I've listened to, I kind of got off the old days of Napster, so mm-hmm. they weren't really associated with albums to me. They were just songs I liked. Fair enough. But I, there are none on this album that I recognize. Well, no, I recognize one of them on this album, which is Lullaby to Nightmares, and that's probably one of my least favorite songs by them. But of the ones I like, that would be if I was to make a playlist of it might be giants that might be on there, but it would be near the end, right? Because they seem to release an album like every other year. Yeah, they do a lot of a lot of content. Hmm. And this is not one of their. Oh, there you go. Well, they were, just, they were just about to they were just about to hit it big with the theme tunes of Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I was going to say I didn't realize they're for, like they're older than I thought. Their first album was nineteen eighty six. My my I've also right. My my I didn't know it was them at the time. Like my first introduction to They Might Be Giants was um that um Tiny Tunes music video special where pretty much all the songs were done by They Might Be Giants, but I didn't realise that until many years later. Yeah. Like they did they had, uh, um, Istanbul, didn't they? Yeah, we did Istanbul, we did Particle Man and I think it was another one, but I can't remember what it was now. Birdhouse is their big song, isn't it? Yeah, Birdhouse is a good song. There's a yeah. little birdhouse in your soul. Istanbul is probably up there as well as one of yeah. their most known ones. But yeah, they're, they're funny. None of them from this album. They're funny, they might be giants. Uh, don't they're... listen to this album. Yeah, don't... They're funny because they're, they're a band I like when I hear them, but I don't think I would like... If someone was like, would you like to go see They Might Be Giants live? I'd be a bit like, mm, do you know exactly what they're playing? I'd have to know the exact set list before wanting to go. Because I've only, like, I think I'm a bit like Hodge. I've only heard snatches of their stuff through different things throughout the years. Like, I, they're like bare naked ladies. I like them, but only certain parts of them. And I really I'm, like, by um... which I mean the band Bare Naked Ladies. I like all parts <laughs> of all naked ladies. I need to be very clear about that. Every Stick bit of them. There we go. I really like um, the song, which isn't on this album, it's one of them are. The um, because it's scientifically accurate. What about the sun? Yes, uh, I can still remember most of that. The sun is a mass yes, that can gas an enormous nuclear furnace. <laughs> <That's Right. where laughs> hydrogen's turned into helium at temperatures of billions of degrees. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Um, cool. And but next up, we have yeah. one I know you like, Hodge. An album we know you like. It's the American Pie soundtrack. It was a long-running joke. This was your your genre of music was the American Pie soundtrack, wasn't it? Yep. And you know, the funny thing is, most of the songs on here were like songs that you all liked. So I don't really know oh, why no. I got lumped with that. <laughs> I don't know how that became a meme. I, I think I think when... because... you did I have this because... you did have this in your track in your car CD player for a fair bit of time. I did. It's got great songs on it. I didn't realize. I don't know if it was on the sound. I don't think it was on the CD. But I didn't realise um, Flagpole City was on the soundtrack. I don't think that was on the CD. I, I associated it with American Pie before it was Peep Show. So yeah, so I hadn't remembered it at all. So I don't think it was on the I CD. Don't, I but... think I don't think that there's a CD version of this that doesn't have all the songs listed. Mm, I wonder if that's because of rights and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah almost definitely. We didn't have the rights to every song on the album. Yeah. So the album version is, yeah, it's not on there, is um, New Girl by Third Eye Blind, mm-hmm. You Wanted More by Tonic, Mutt by Blink-182, Glory by Sugar Ray, Super Down by Super Transatlantic, Find Your Way Back Home by Dishwaller, Good Morning Baby by Dan Wilson of Semisonic and Bikrunga, 
Stranger by the Day, Shades Apart, Summertime, Bachelor Number One, Vintage Queen by Goldfinger, Sway by Bick Runga, Wishing, The Loose Nuts, and Man with Hex, The Atomic Fireballs. I mean, like, it's fair to say, it's generally it's a good old compilation. Um, and yeah. this would have been this would have been a time there would have been a time where it's funny because we kind of talked a little bit about um, at certain points didn't we about kids going to festivals and only being interested in what's been on a playlist. This would have been the playlists. These would have been yes. our our generation's playlists. Would be these compilation yeah. CDs. Um, and America Pie actually, it, yeah, I, I, we we joked about Hod, we teased Hod for it because that's what you do. Um, but it was just, it was a good <laughs> CD. It's a good album. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was because you you were, I think you didn't like heavier stuff at that time, and well, that was probably it. Yeah, and that was probably it. So we we just decided to be dicks and narrow your music palette to this. That was it. I think it's also fair to say that most people, most of us weren't well, like you and Dan, for example, were by no means into the heavy stuff you're into now. Uh, no, <laughs> so. But yeah, I don't. I think I. I seem to remember you didn't like Rage Against Machine and Slipknot at the time, even so. No, and I would say I still don't particularly like either of them. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, I, I would say no. For Slipknot, I would say I don't particularly like. I like them live. I would never just put on a Slipknot album to listen to. Yeah. Okay. Probably would. Not all of them, but definitely <laughs> yeah. a fair few of them. You can, uh, you can only listen to one at a time. Don't put them all on. It's going to be a noise. Uh, I've got at least three of them on vinyl. I'm trying to think. What What do you think is the standout? Hang on. What's the standout track from this album? I'm trying to remember the Goldfinger song because I like Goldfinger, um, but I don't know that one. <laughs> it's probably the new girl one, actually. Weirdly. I feel I'm blind. Yeah. Again, I'd probably know it if you played it. That's. I mean, that's what's going to happen because it's going in right here. I mean, really, I should buy. I should buy this album for my car again, shouldn't I? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you just, just, yeah, just. Uh, I'm sure there's a Spotify playlist that you could that will simplify that entire process. But yeah, you could do that. No, Matt, because as we've discussed, my car does hasn't got a auxiliary in. It has to be on a CD. Well, it does, but music sounds shit for it. So I don't listen to music in my red car. Really? Unless it's on a CD. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, in your red car. Yeah. Yeah, the red car. Yeah, 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 because your other car is going to say that's. Yeah, it's got some it's, bells CD, and whistles to it. CDs are for CDs are for the red car, the red rocket. Huh, interesting choice. So whilst everyone, <laughs> all the mainstream kids were like into this soundtrack, I was of course into the much better soundtrack, which was the Digimon movie soundtrack. Was that the same year? No, I don't know. I'm just 
I'm, I'm so sure we still we, got playlists that are like who who else was like oh I want the Digimonster. I really like oh, okay that. we're gonna go there. I really like the Spawn soundtrack. That was great. That was genuinely yeah, that's really very good. New metal, isn't it? Yep. It two, Digimon two, is two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. And again, this was in the time of um, Napster, and finding all the tracks from the Digimon movie on Napster was very difficult. Yeah. Because you had, like you wouldn't download an album, you had to download a track at a time. Yeah, and sometimes they were just not a not a, not a file. Oh, those good old things. Good things. All right. Uh, the, the American Pie soundtrack album was only two pounds seventy eight on eBay. Oh, get in! <laughs> you are, however, uh, tangentially supporting uh, the objectification of women and wanking in pies. <laughs> but then we always knew you supported that, so that's fine. <laughs> That's weird, right? The on on the and this will probably go double for the poster on the American Pie poster, right? Alison Hannigan looks absolutely nothing like Alison Hannigan to the point where I'm can almost convinced you they've got a stand-in for the poster. Can you can you guys bring it up the poster for the American Pie poster? It's going to be the thumbnail for the episode now, and or, people will or be the al- or the album cover. I think, I, the I, album think cover, I think we're I mean. down to talk about this later. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> love it um so uh the singles are kind of interesting because they're actually two tracks this never really happens two tracks i actually remember 9 p.m till i come which is a uh dance track till i come 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 it goes on like that and the other one it's an absolute beast of a track which was uh live in la vida loca by ricky martin everyone knows it yep everyone knows it um yeah, so 9pm till I come was 3rd of July till 10th of July, and then 17th, 24th, and 31st of July was Living La Vida Loca. Yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at this poster, and you're absolutely right. That is not Willow. <laughs> I love that. I, I love the, the way... way someone else. <laughs> I love the way Kev is like, uh, excuse me, we could talk about this later, and then goes, look at God. Holy shit! He's absolutely <laughs> right! Call the president! <laughs> How far does this go? <laughs> does Buffy know? <laughs> this is the Sinbad thing, isn't it? Yep. That's that's right. Willow wasn't actually even in the movie. It was a completely different actress, so we've all just... <laughs> we've all just slipped into a different reality by accident. <laughs> right. So, uh, in terms of albums, there was Surrender... By the Chemical Brothers. Uh, I don't remember that album specifically. Uh, and also, by request, by Boyzone. So, Surrender by the Chemical Brothers was uh, the number one album for the week of the 3rd of July. By yeah, obviously, re- I would have included that. It must have been, it came out in June. Yeah. Um, and by request, uh, by Boyzone, um, came out... Sorry, was... Uh, Number one album for 10th of July, 17th of July, 24th of July, 31st of July, 7th of August, 14th of August, and 21st of August. So, uh, bit and popular. it's a best of album. And it's a, and it's best, a best of. of. It's a best yeah. of. I, don't, I think best of should not. Ne- I think we've discussed it in the past. They should Best of shouldn't count in the album chart. The, the problem is, well, all you've got to do is point, add one track. You add one new track. Yeah. New album. Because there is a separate. A separate... Um, album chart for compilations at this point oh. I found on Wikipedia but I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole yeah what's interesting though is I didn't know this until I looked at the track listing here 
that um, Baby Can I Hold You was written by Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Baby Can I Hold You. Yeah, there's a lot of um, crossover with boys' own stuff and country music. In fact, uh, like a fair few Ronan Keating songs have been turned into country yeah. tracks and have done very well in the country oh, okay. music space. I can't remember how I know that, but I do. Um, there we go. Uh, so, in terms of uh, video games, again, we're in July, so there's not there's not a lot coming, especially this time. There's not a lot coming out. No, um, the only other thing worth probably worth mentioning, but I didn't play it is Outcast came out on PC. It's an incredibly popular adventure game, but I've never played it. Um I just I'm just aware that it was big if you were a PC player at the time, but you know, just I just passed me by. Um but the games we uh I, I definitely played these two at different p- points. Uh Dungeon Keeper 2. Yes. Which Have you ever played this Hodge? No, I've never played this. What is it? It's a it's kind of like a it's a real-time strategy game. It's maybe like a early base defender type game. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it's 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 similar in you you start off and you, you basically you are the owner of a dungeon or hell. It's oh, a... I do I I do know this. I reckon yeah. now I look up. I recognise the box art. Yeah. Um, but it was it was PC only, so this wouldn't have had any kind of interest to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I think it was one of those first ones that like you get to play as the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you, the premise is very good. Yeah. So you create a dungeon, you fill it with monsters and traps and stuff, and heroes will try and come in and get your get your stuff. But you know, you you, you set your minions on them and things like that. Um, also had some like early sort of like Minecrafty digging mechanics sort of thing because you would have to like dig out the areas, but you'd have to go for the areas with gold so that you could afford to you know mine it and stuff like that yeah you'd um, have to yeah you'd have to protect your diggers wouldn't you you'd have to um yep like you could the dwarves or the people that were against you would go and like slaughter your resource getters so you'd have to yeah yeah so early, early power defense kind, kind of game yeah yeah really really good really popular um they did release a couple of years ago a version on mobiles and they ruined it um oh, of yeah. course they have with, with with like basically rather than just release it on mobile, um, they released it with you know horrible. You can't do anything for two days unless you pay us money. Uh, oh yeah, all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, at the time, I think this was Bullfrog, wasn't it? Who were yeah yeah, yeah. who were very big in the nineties. Yeah. Pop, pop a good run of stuff. I think they released stuff like every six months then, didn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Developed by Bullfrog, but it was published by EA. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, another really good game that came out this month was Mario Golf on the N64. Uh, this holds up. Have it really does. Uh, pretty much every version of Mario Golf that you've played is that is good is probably based on this. Um, I've never played this again on the N64. It's, it's on the expansion pass. Yeah. Worth, okay. Um, give it a go. I'll give it a go. It's it's really it's the 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 best thing about it is how simple it is. It doesn't overcomplicate anything. Um, it's it's really easy to kind of get to grips with and just start you know playing and then figuring out how you can get onto the green easier and stuff like that and putting and and, and things like that. It's really you know it just keeps it simple, which is what is great about it. I think. Um, 
Do I, I think the best Mario Golf is the 3DS one. Uh, I didn't play that one, weirdly. I played the yeah, latest it has, one. On the it Switch, has lots of like, extra challenges to do. Yeah. So, like, it's got lots of, like, each character has a set of challenges you can complete and get medals in. So it's had a lot of um, extra replay value. How yeah. is the Switch one? I've never, I've never picked it up, but I like... I kind of uh, feel like the Mario, the Mario sports games hadn't been done quite right on the Switch so far, from what I've played. I would say uh, Mario Golf is the best one, because you can just, okay. like... You, you can, if you want to, turn on their weird speed golf thing and do that. I don't do that. Yeah. I just play the golf. Because if you just play the golf, it's great, because it's Mario Golf. It's it's exact, yeah. It's pretty much exactly like this. It's Mario Golf 64. Um, if you put on the speed running stuff, it's fine. It's just, it, it's just not as... It's not as good. I don't know why you'd want, like... It's not an improvement. Yeah. It doesn't improve the experience. It just detracts from it. Um, but this okay. was really good, because also this had, like, the ring shot game and stuff like that, which would... It's kind of way of training you to play as well like that. So you could not just have mm. to get it into the ball. You had to get it into the ball by clearing a number of rings and stuff like that, by hitting the ball okay. through a number of rings. It was really cool. Yeah, really clever. And uh, But it, the one thing is, it did definitely have, like, characters that were just better... I think Donkey Kong and Bowser are just better because they smack the ball for miles. <laughs> um, you know, um, but that was you know that was less of a time where nobody gave a crap about things like game balance. It was more of a reward for you know, yeah, uh, what's the word for progressing in the finishing game. it all. Because I don't think you start off as Mario in this, do you? You've got your own little character. Yeah, like a boy and a girl character. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's got its own sort of um, its own sort of RPG mechanics, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, which apparently is something that started in the Mario Tennis series. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah, definitely worth checking out on the uh, Switch expansion pass for the N sixty four, and you probably will be able to control that, unlike Goldeneye. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Films. Now we've been a bit light on games. Uh, been a bit light on albums. So we've got a lot of films. This is just sometimes it works this way. We've said this before. Yeah, um, you tend to get a lot of films in July and August, don't you? Because that's peak. This weird thing that this idea that summer is a good time to release films when you want to be stuck indoors. Well, I think it's more because <laughs> it's it's kids' vacation, isn't it? Yeah, basically. people have people have yeah time to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll start, I, I think we're going to start at the bottom of the list and maybe move up. Um, American Pie. Okay, we, all, we, all, we all enjoyed this at the time. Yes, we it did. It might not hold up. But nope. <laughs> I, I, it we, is, were, we were it exactly is. the right age for it when it hit. Yeah. Uh, it, it is very much of its time, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. Would be, it would be absolutely disingenuous if we said we sat there and went, this is terrible for women all the way through that film. Because we didn't, because we were teenagers. Um, yeah. And it would like it would also be possibly disingenuous to say there is no value in this film because it does have a funny moments, but overall there's a lot of yeah this is this is peak sort of nineties laddish sort of behaviour. The thing is though, right? I, uh, I'm not sure I quite agree I, with that because it's not yeah. that laddish. It's like because it gives us an equal amount of time to its female characters as well. Does it? Like the boys, are, the, yeah, the first one and the sequel do, I think. The boys are like the brunt of the joke more often than the girls are. But the girls are behaviour is equal, but not equal to. But they're not they're not exactly just like the straight foils for girls in this. They've got True. their own stuff going on. True. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think this, this, so there was a lot of films like this in the 80s, like Porky's is a famous one. And yeah. they sort of went away from the early 90s and then they came back big following the success of American Pie, where it's like that gross out comedy. Yeah. Kind of exploit, well, not kind of, definitely exploitative. But um, yeah, this spawned quite a few films. Yeah. I, it's not as bad as, say, um, oh, is it Revenge of the Nerds? Whichever of those nerds yeah. films is where the big joke is one of them raping that woman. One, there's one nerd film where there's a girl in a bed waiting to sleep with someone and one of the nerds puts on a Darth Vader mask and she's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I feel you're my boyfriend. So he sleeps with her. He's like, oh, you're very different to normal. And it's meant to be all ha-ha funny. Uh, but now it's just like, oh, this is, this is just rape. Gonna have to take your word for that. I have not seen it and no, don't it's, plan it's, on uh, it. Yeah. It's, one, it's one of the nerd films. I don't know which one yeah. it is. This yeah. is a famous thing. I mean, the, the issue with this film is the uh, lack of consent for videoing Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's one of those things where I'd say, oh, I would, yeah, it's it's it, it is very much a kind of oh, that's awesome. She's going to get her boobs out, sort of thing. Which, of course, if you're a young hormonal teenage boy, you want that. Um, young hormonal straight teenage boy, I should say, you want that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I would say there was no harm meant, but it doesn't. Excuse me, choking on my own. You wouldn't words. do it now. You you wouldn't do it now. But although at the time they they mentioned how it's not the right thing to do, but you definitely have a. It would be made a bigger thing of now, and it wouldn't be a ha ha moment. Yeah, it's an artifact of its time. I would say it would be the start of a revenge film now. Yeah, yeah. Another another good example of this, but or something like this was. Um, I'm still sort of slowly getting through old episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, and one episode which hits entirely different now to when we were younger. Is do you, Kev, I remember, do you remember the picnic one? It's a two-parter when they go to a picnic, and um, Hal's boss thinks Hal is Hal's new boss mistakes Hal for like a higher up. Um, Malcolm's going to do a three-legged race with a girl who he misinterprets and thinks she's coming on to him. Right. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember. No. I, I do remember a picnic episode. I think yeah. you've talked about this before, yeah. though. No, I haven't. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've talked about the one where where they're oogling the babysitter before. This that, is oh, this right, is okay. worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is worse. So this is one where so Malcolm um, misinterprets what this girl is saying and like confesses his feelings to her, and she's like, "Oh no, I didn't mean you. I met this other boy." And then they're immediately padlocked together at the, at the ankles for this right. um, trial they need to do. And then a little bit later on, Malcolm's just like being a whiny brat. So going, oh, why do you like this other guy? He's a knob. Rah, 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 rah. And she keeps telling him, "Look, I don't like you." And there's a point after she said this quite a few times that he just tries to kiss her. And you're like, Ooh, uh, yeah, that's not okay. No. Why have you done this? And it, it hits entirely differently now than it did like you know 15 years ago. Yeah, but I'm entitled to it. Malcolm now an incel writing on message boards <laughs> about how he's owed sex. He said like not being funny. Malcolm seems seems the type. <laughs> it does seem like if anyone's going to be an incel, like writing on message boards about how he's owed. But yeah, uh, again, artifact of its time. Um, yeah, was... it had quite, had quite a cultural thing. Like, I think a lot of terms became zeitgeist. Like, the terms became the zeitgeist because of this film. Yeah, yeah. Milf entered the. Oh entered yeah, Milf, hundred percent. If you ever lexicon, this hundred percent create. Well, someone will probably come up with some. Just, yeah. But this, this, this is what solidified the term Milf in uh, and any other Ilf because yeah, of this culture. film. Because yeah. of this film. Apparently, uh, the actress who plays Stifler's mum, it was apparently very good, 
uh, is in something called The White Lotus, and he's really he's, good in it. But apparently, that's oh, like okay. one of those popular things around nowadays. Yep. Yeah, I think she, I think she won Best Supporting Actor at the Golden Globes, maybe. Yeah, for that role. Yeah, might be worth giving that a watch because apparently it's the only like people say it's the only thing that's like as good as The Last of Us on TV at the minute. Okay, so uh, the next film uh, is uh, from the Ridiculous to the Sublime. Um, I say, having not seen it, is Eyes Wide oh, okay. Shut by Stanley Kubrick. I uh, yeah, it was interesting you said Sublime because I I don't know if this kite compared to because it's his last film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this sort of hit the way to complement Stanley Kubrick's legacy the way. People wanted it. There was a lot of controversy about Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman because I yeah. think they would end up divorcing shortly after this. Good on Nicole Kidman because, yeah, because Tom Cruise is arguably a monster. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's famous in the, there's a very famous scene which again it, it's, well, it's basically like a, an orgy with everyone wearing masks, which I think has been replicated in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. It's, it's a, it's yeah, it's not. A, I don't know if it's been critically acclaimed as a great film. No, I, I, I remember it being panned when it came out. Yeah, I think so. Because people were a bit like, because again, maybe I'll maybe I'll go ahead and watch it because I have a I have a love hate relationship with Kubrick films. I think The Shining is one of the best films ever made. I think Two Thousand and One is a boring slog. Um, you know, and other films fall in between that. Um, Seen generally positive reviews on release. I don't remember that, but maybe that's critic reaction as opposed to audience reaction, mm. which is always a thing. Um, yeah, over fifty critics listed the film amongst the best of nineteen ninety nine. Okay, you know what? But the audience did not agree. Ah. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, I, I just remember at the time. I don't think people went Dulali over it, and especially as it was Kubrick's last film. Well, he had he. I think it was his last film, but there was also AI, wasn't there, before Spielberg Spielberg did. Right. Yeah, so there was... Um, Warner Bros. insisted that Kubrick had turned in his final cut before his death, but the film was still in the final stages of post-production, which was therefore completed by the studio in collaboration with Kubrick's estate. Some have argued that the work which remained was minor and exclusively technical in nature. Um, however, decisions regarding sound mixing, scoring, and colour correction would have necessarily been made without Kubrick's inputs. But he had a history of continuing to edit films until the last minute, and in some cases even after public screenings, as had been the case with 2001 and The Shining. Yeah. Eyes Wide Shut was included in several lists of the greatest films of the 90s. I am surprised at that. I'm going to have to watch this and, and come up yeah, with a proper see, see response. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, I've never seen it. No, uh, I, think that's, I think that's the thing. We're talking about film here that has mixed, uh, as in, not mixed as in like critics, but mixed as in... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, connotations, maybe. Maybe it was just because my parents were like, don't watch that, it's a dirty film. Um, it is very, very dirty, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what else is a dirty film? For different reasons. Inspector Gadget. I've never seen this. It's crap. Utter crap. It's awful. It is the worst... It is, it is like peak 90s, we're just going to make a film that we want to make and stuff a character Can you, Broderick? In. Yeah. Um... But there is one redeeming feature about this film. No, there isn't. There is, and it is the title song by Five. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Inspector Gadget, when he's in the place, you better hide your face. He's I mean, number one. You have now completely changed my entire uh, 
outlook on this. This, awful this was an American film. production, wasn't it? Yeah. It's interesting they got five, a very British band. Uh, I don't think that you would have heard that on the American version. Right. That was a thing. That's why it reviewed less favourably. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, how uh, Jeremy Clarkson is in the British edit of Cars, but I don't mm. think he's in the US one. No, they got Hitler instead. Yeah. I mean, they just needed someone else. I mean, that's fair. Only, only five have the unmitigated gall to sell a lyric like, when you're in the place, you'd better, you better hide your face. I mean... It's all, all, it's, all it takes to escape Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Just cover your face up when he can't see you. Yeah. Uh you're in the place, you better hide your face. So who you got in this? You got Rupert... Uh, sorry, you got Matthew Broderick. Directly in his eyes, he will stab you. Jesus. Whoa! Whoa! Not to 100 there! Come, come. Uh, go, go, gadget knives! Inspector <laughs> Gadget obeys. He's like the Anasaurus Rex rules. He's like the hardest guy in like the in a, the hardest pub. He's like, you know, he's he will fight you. Go, go, gadget shiv! <laughs> just, just going to the toilet don't look at me Mr Gadget I'm not looking at your eyes <laughs> are you looking at me are you some kind of mad agent it also maybe kicks off the, the um, trend of having all star by Smash Mouth on the uh, soundtrack for everything um, I, I don't think no. I don't think this is the first all like time all star from Smash Mouth like there was seriously you you won't believe this, but there was a time All Star by Smash Mouth was in everything. Yeah. Everything. Um yeah. Uh it was definitely in this, it was in Shrek, it was in Rat Race, and those were not far apart films. Uh just uh, those are just off the top of my head. Um yeah. It, then, it became, then it became Hallelujah yeah. was in everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Inspector Gadget has Matthew Broderick starring uh, as Inspector Gadget. has Rupert Everett as Dr. Claw, who doesn't have a claw, uh, doesn't speak in a gravelly voice, and instead is, is, like, used to be fat, and that's the joke, Um, (laughs) and his car talks, and is a black person, and that's the joke, and and it makes me want to die. Um, It's, you know... It's terrible. Um, you know what? I've just found a list. It hasn't been used that many times, Smash Mouth. Shut um, up. It was in Shut it was up. In Shrek. We finish. Fucking no. 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 Guess, guess what else it was in? Guess what else it was in? It's come up already once today. Guess the other soundtrack it's on. American Pie? No, Digimon the movie. Digimon the yes, movie. Oh, Digimon the, the movie has... Digimon the, the movie loses cool points for having Smash Mouth Mystery Men. And Shrek the Third. That's still a lot of films, of, of movies. Only five films, like within a short some... space of time. That's a lot. Um, stop trying to prove me wrong by proving me right. Um, I'm going to make sure um, All Star is played when at Matt's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> he always no, said he wanted to be buried to All Star. <laughs> the, the only thing is, at, at the very beginning, it goes sub. The lid flies off the coffin and a big green monster comes out, but it's my fat, bloated corpse. <laughs> Somebody! And I slapped the priest in the face because I never wanted a funeral. Um, <laughs> uh, a priest 
<laughs> he should have. He should have said no. Um, <laughs> the priest was not involved in Smash Bros. I don't think they're allowed. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, next film is Drop Dead Gorgeous. Have you seen this film? I have. It's brilliant. It's great. It's. It contains. This contains like the best send up of like right wing Christian America I've ever seen, and it's brilliant. Which is the moment where Denise Richards dances with Jesus on stage <laughs> to "I Love You, Baby." <laughs> I love you, baby. It is bizarre. I think I've seen this, but I can't remember it. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's basically like a bit. It's not quite. It's it's a bit like the um, documentary style thing about a, a beauty show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a bit like. Something like The Office before The Office, yeah. like you know that mockumentary kind of thing. No, The Office uh, invented. No, well, I didn't. But I know. I know. Sorry, but um, sorry. Yeah. I think we were. I think we were both kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was this was kind of uh, kind of that before it was, let's say, popularized to death, where everything was doing it. And it's very surreal, like you said. It's very. It's just very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was originally going to be titled Dairy Queens. That had to be changed after the corporation owns Dairy Queen ice cream fat chain filed a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, it's it's generally very funny, well worth mm. a watch. Um, really good performances, and it's it's a wonderful sort of send up of the whole pageant thing, which is great. It's interesting, like the reading Wikipedia. This one had. Um mostly negative reviews but i remember seeing it and thinking it was absolutely brilliant so i mm. i wonder I, I think maybe yeah maybe it was before it's time could be yeah. or maybe it doesn't film... hold up i mean i'm talking about my memories from a fair this was on ago. release this was on release no 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 that's what i'm well that's what i'm saying maybe i enjoyed it when i was a kid but i wouldn't enjoy it now yeah two more quick interesting facts is sarah michelle geller auditioned for the role of becky lehman obviously she didn't get it and the film's original ending had Gladys commit suicide in prison and the sniper be the town librarian slash former Mount Rose American teen princess Iona Heedbrandt. <laughs> this was changed after negative test screenings. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah, I don't think... Um, I can see why they picked Denise Richards over Sarah Bishop. I think Denise Richards does the airhead sort of mm. thing a bit better, I think. Yeah. Um when, when, like this was the right age for me to be like, oh, Denise Richards. Mind you, I'm still like that, so that's fair enough. I think you're not you're not supposed to like Denise Richards' character. No, no. I think Sarah Michelle is a bit too likable. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up, uh, this was another quite big film. This Deep Blue Sea. Oh yeah. Which had I uh, ever seen this? It's it, the most famous thing I remember. This film is like they kill off Samuel L. Jackson really early in the film, midway, mid sentence. Yeah, yeah. mid, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, it's kind. Of, it's basically Jurassic Park with sharks. Um, they change sharks to genetic, genetic, genetically modify them um, so that they have uh, more brain power. They therefore become problem solving, uh, and and you know. A bullshit ensues. Uh, and they do this as part of a project to help fight Alzheimer's. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the synopsis. I, th- I think it's going to be said for some reason we did this. Yeah, yeah. 
He made super intelligent oh, shark for some reason. Oh, everyone's all for harvesting and saving Hitler's brain, but the second you put it in the head of a great white shark, ooh, you've gone too far. <laughs> um, this this was, I think, LL Cool J was in this yeah. film as well. Yeah, um, I think also he sang the theme tune. Uh, yeah, that's right. He wrote the theme tune, sung the theme tune. Um, also has some very interesting physics about how electricity and water works. Um, can, can you just stand on a wetsuit? Who knows? Um, I think someone did. And Skarsgård, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a fair few people in it. Um, I remember. I remember it being an entertaining enough film. I don't like. It's not good. You know what I mean? It's not an objectively, it's a good film, no, it's but it's fun. It's fine. It's like, it's a monster movie about sharks being intelligent. It's fine for me. Interesting bit of trivia. For one scene, Thomas Jane had to swim alongside a real live shark. He was only allowed to do this scene once he'd done all his other scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Wow! Um, I, apparently, they've made, they've they've re uh, they've invigorated the, the franchise by releasing two follow ups in twenty eighteen and twenty twenty. I, I I don't know if I call that reinvigorating no. it because I didn't know that had happened. No, I don't think anyone did. No. <laughs> also, right, quick side note: Hugh Jackman stole Thomas Jane's career. There's only you're only allowed to have one person from like Australia or New Zealand be popular in America at a time. It was Thomas Jane when he did Punisher and then Hugh Jackman came along and stole his career. It's unfair. Um, right. Our final film is actually, I would say this is a very significant film. Um, oh, definitely. Uh, in yes. terms of its genre. Uh, love it or hate it. And it's the Blair Witch Project. Um, which, let, let's put it this way. Uh, this was in some ways like what this did for horror movies, what the War of the Worlds radio show did for radio. Um, it is uh, a found footage film. It was the, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go on record as saying the first found footage film, but it was definitely the one where that facet of it was pushed more than anything else, that this was, in big air quotes, real, um, and that they'd found this footage Um and there was a lot of speculation and stuff about it. Obviously, the thing is, right? What you don't do when you when you what you don't do is you don't engage your brain and go, "Hang on, if they found footage of people being murdered in the woods, they wouldn't put that on at the cinema." <laughs> That's, but yeah, uh, that would go, go on YouTube now. That would go on YouTube, uh, get flagged, <laughs> and then it would end up on like you know whatever the alternatives of YouTube are these days. Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 viral it was one of the first films, one of the first things that had like a viral marketing campaign, isn't it? Yes, it was, yeah, yeah. All the all the here's the clips, and I think there was stuff on the internet, and yeah, what happened here, and yeah, it was a it was very good campaign. Yeah, to go up interest in the film, and uh, I'd be amazed if anyone doesn't know the uh, plot of the Blair Witch. But three three young people go out in camping in the woods looking for the uh, supposed Blair Witch and one of them's a dickhead and throws the map away so they get lost in the woods and then weird stuff starts happening, one of them goes missing like, the thing is you could, descri like, you could describe the plot of this film all you like, but that doesn't tell you about the atmosphere, it's um, 
I, I quite like the is it Family Guy? It's like uh, Brian describing it to a, someone who's blind. Yeah, like <laughs> three kids. I don't like them. Something yeah, about a man. yeah, they're all dead. Everyone looks annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, again. It's one of those films where if you like, it's it's definitely got to be about what mindset you're watching it in because it's not a monster. It's not a monster movie. It's not a thing of the week. You're not going to see the witch. It's more about atmosphere and creating tension through what you don't see. And yeah, exactly. I remember seeing like um, reviews of this where people were like shaking coming out of the cinema, and yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, I think I don't know what I think I was overdoing it. Like I didn't think it was that bad, but I think it was one of those films which became scarier after. Like we used to um, behind up, we used to be a wood, you know, Kev, behind the sixth form in Worcester, mm. and I used to have to cut through there to get to some friend's house, and yeah. you'd do that at night, and it would become very different after you'd seen that film. Well, I think I think the problem with this film is we got it, so it came out in America in July, and it yeah. came out to us. October and we've heard all this hype about this film and like it's people are like leaving the cinema screaming and like it's just the scariest film ever and I think it wasn't that and I think that that was was one of those things like I think if we'd all watched it in the first week worldwide like we would nowadays yeah there might have been oh yeah that is pretty cool so Americans just have to overreact don't they my (laughs) my dad deliberately ruined this film uh because he fast forwarded. No, because he fast forwarded <laughs> through it. Oh what? He, yeah, he he just fast forwarded through it, and I later found out from my mum it's because he was actually too scared to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but he but but he did that deliberately because uh, mind you, at the time I think I'd have probably been a bit too scared to watch it. I used to have nightmares over everything. Weird now. I love horror now, but back in when I was a little and. Mm, you know, wouldn't do um, some, do some quick Blair Witch trivia. Yes, absolutely. And about 46 minutes in, there's a scene where they're sleeping in a tent and the tent shakes violently and they all get scared. Mm-hmm. That was unscripted and it was done by the director. The actors are actually terrified. <laughs> um, Heather Donahue's mother received sympathy cards from people who believed her daughter was actually dead or missing. The directors kept in touch with the actors by walking talkies to ensure the three would not get lost during their trek, but they got lost at least three times. Um, one of the video cameras used by the actors was bought at Circuit City. After filming was completed, the producers returned the camera for a full refund. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing, um, isn't it? It was it was tiny, tiny, tiny budget. Yeah. Like... And the last the last one I like is it took eight days to shoot the film, but eight months to edit it. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. So there was one more I thought, which I thought was good, which was um, to promote discord between the actors. The directors deliberately gave them less food each day of shooting. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you get away with that, but there we go. Do you, um, do you know one? One of the funny things, like nowadays, I think if you were like lost in some woods, it'd be like, well, I'm at least you know the woods aren't. There's no woods big enough in western western civilization i'll be within a road in about five minutes <laughs> oh no i would i would um well in the states in the states oh, America's different, yeah yeah I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah i um yeah i think it, it did it did build the ambit like I, I i do remember walking around the like the cat's cradle twig things mm-hmm. um, and it does build out i just think people I, for me i was a bit underwhelmed by it and that, and I, do you know, that I still think that's fine because I think it's mm. again it's that thing of 
you know, it's what is your imagination doing at mm. that, and it yeah. has to be what is your imagination doing whilst you watch that film for the first time. You know? Yeah, uh, unpopular yeah. opinion. I quite like the sequel. That is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I know. Do, is it is it because it's so bad it's good, or do you just genuinely like it? I genuinely thought it was alright. Is that the one where they're all sacrificing and stuff like that? I've seen it, but I can't. I can't remember. remember it. I can't remember it at all. But I remember it at the time thinking this is alright. I remember it very well, and I thought it was crap. <laughs> it's I really bad. Are um, Eerie aware of the Scooby Doo project? No. So this was, um, do you remember back in the late 90s, Cartoon Network would do like weird things? Yeah, yeah. One of its weird things it did was make a 21-minute parody of the Blair Witch Project, which um, I found on YouTube, because I remember watching it at the time. Oh, I'm going to watch begins, that. Which begins with um, the text. Oh, there's a text, I'm it. begins with a text. In the fall of 1999, four teenage sleuths and their great dame got lost in the woods while in search of a mystery. This tape is all that remains. <laughs> I will watch that. That sounds great. Uh, it's got you know, like chunky animation because it's done on a very small budget. Yeah, but, yeah, it's it's worth a watch. It's quite funny. Yeah, Back I I think for I think Paranormal Activity sort of achieves what this didn't. Yeah, I find I, I Paranormal Activity pa- the scarier of these films. Yeah, because oh, I, yeah. I think because because it, it sort of lives in the mundane Paranormal Activity. It's stuff that like people walk around the house and things are opening, and it's like oh, that's that's more freaky. I think. Yeah, I think this is this becomes quite heightened. Like, there's the famous thing mm-hmm. about the the one of the actors um, doing the monologue into the camera with her nose running. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, um, I think it becomes a bit too heightened. But uh, I would say, yeah, 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 I think you are right. I think Paranormal Activity is like the better film, objectively. But you don't yeah. get Paranormal Activity without this. No, you don't. Yeah, it's no. it's a one of them. It's this is yeah. This is a fundamental change in horror, but as a genre particularly, because I, I can't like even stuff like VHS is pretty much based on this. If you've ever seen that, which is really good, it's it's an it's a horror anthology movie basically, where a bunch of kids okay. break into an old abandoned house, and there's a set of VHS tapes, and they watch them, and each VHS okay. tape has something creepy on it. Um, but of course, there's the wraparound, and stuff starts happening in the wraparound, which is really good. I love those. Um, so that yeah, it's, it's, a time, it's a time where horror is quite creative, isn't it? Because I always think that Scream, the first, the first one's very creative. It's very like, yeah. I think I think horror goes through like uh, creative lulls for a bit. Like something will hit, and then everything will do this. Because after Blair Witch hit, yeah. everything was found footage. Found footage. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Paranormal Activity is kind of still was still try tr- like on that those uh coattails and then saw was probably the next thing to yeah. hit and everything tried yeah, to be saw i mean hostel is basically yeah, yeah torture porn sort of stuff yeah um and then trying to think and then you had like the ring as well which became very popular and that's sort of another sort of thing that started you know kicking off so i think that oh. that happens a, a, a fair bit where something will be popular other things will come and and try and uh, uh, replicate it, and then something else will will come along instead. I think, <laughs> and something kind of perfects what it's tried to do. The formula. Yeah, um, I think. I mean, zombie zombie films came back with, I would say, with Dawn of the Dead. And how many zombie films have we had now? 
Like we're still having yeah. them. Like I mean, they get better, and we get new things to talk about with them. But let's be let's be real. The Last of Us is a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so on the holes, I think zombies have been done for a few years now. Really, if it was just The Walking Dead has been, yeah. excuse the metaphor, the last shambling zombie thing left. Yeah, I think I think I think The Walking Dead in a way kind of put the nail in it because it was overdone. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, uh, the last series is worth a watch though. I enjoyed the last series. Yes, I think you mentioned that during our roundup of the year, so I'll probably try and find some time. But um, you know. We've talked about some of our things, but I'm you know, really looking forward to uh, the Evil Dead new movie. That looks really good. It looks terrifying. Um, right. Um, so, we'll move on to TV. Uh, Hodge, do you want to go through a couple of the TV bits that you put on there as well, I think? Yeah, it's just a little bit of TV news. So this was the year Channel 4, well, this month was when Channel 4 started broadcasting the cricket, following the channel sensationally obtaining the rights from the BBC the previous year. And I thought it was because I, I remember this being on late at night when I couldn't sleep. I, I, I never really watched much of it. I do remember it. The um, 17th of July was the debut of Channel 4's Late Night Poker, yeah. a series which helped popularise poker in the 2000s and up to cult following. You may remember it as a programme that included under-table cameras, which allowed you to view the cards that were hidden from the other players through mm-hmm. like a glass table. And it was unique in that participants were allowed to smoke on air. Yeah. Um, didn't Victoria Corin Mitchell like clean up with these programs? Uh, I think uh, so. She, she's she's really good at poker. I yeah. Think she can, uh, yeah. So is uh, 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 Je- Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer right. Tilly is absolutely. She is a member of Mensa and a oh, really? uh, absolute poker genius. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's one of the like, which is someone who plays, who normally plays bimbo characters, basically. Which is why I find that brilliant. Um, was a, when when Victoria Cora Mitchell was in Taskmaster, there, there's a task where they have to team up together to solve a code, and there's like a that's literally a, the thing that she does. There's a <laughs> yeah, so there's a so there's a thing that like they can't say certain words and they have to communicate in some way. And they said, "Oh, we we consult people, and we thought there was no way you could solve the code with just half of it." And Victoria Cora Mitchell did. Yeah. Like, well, I don't, yeah, I've worked it out. You've got to do this. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's a tangent. She's great. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I remember uh, being invited around friend's house to play poker for, you know, pound coins, basically. Not for like lots of pound coins, but just for like <laughs> one pound each sort of buy-in. So I learned to play poker around this time as well. It's fun. It's all right. I don't, it's not something I would ever do for like money. I would never be like, I'm going to play poker for money because I'd be destroyed. But as a, as a game to play around a table with people, yeah, it's all right. Um, importantly, though, we have two massively popular uh, and influential programmes debuting uh, at different ends of the um, spectrum. So, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Tony Soprano. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I've got it confused, haven't I? Yeah, I have got it confused. I mean, you're right, but wrong, but also right. Um, so yeah, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants debuts. Yes, that is crazy to think that there was a time before SpongeBob SquarePants. I it's actually, going, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a genuine like sustained phenomena. It's it's an institution. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... it's still going. It's still season thirteen. It's in. Must have taken a gap at some point. Yeah, 
it went into like syndication or whatever they call it, where they just rerun the episodes. For, no, but for no, I mean, was it season thirty. Yeah, so there's a gap of no. Oh, season eleven and season twelve has quite a big gap. It's two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty-two. Maybe it's just long production t- times. Yeah, mental. How long yeah. it's been going, really? I mean, we we we're, we're kind of like we we sort of missed SpongeBob, didn't we? We weren't really the age when it kicked off. No, I, I, I've watched. I've I've seen quite a lot. Of the, I think I saw quite a lot of the early ones. I think my sister watched it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but it was, it was either that or like sister sister, and it's like, can we watch SpongeBob? Because <laughs> I mean, that's from what I've seen. I've always liked it. It's just you know, yeah. I, I was the wrong age, so I can imagine yeah. if I was slightly younger, I'd be like all about it. But there's bits like, you know, there's uh, <laughs> Karen, my computer wife, the character Plankton, who is amazing. <laughs> he just he is yeah. Over here is my lab, and it's it's a giant dog. And yeah. over here is my laboratory. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's. You know, it's it's really well timed and stuff like that, and it's gen- like whenever I've seen it, it's genuinely been quite funny. Um, so yeah, uh, again, hugely influential um, uh, and very very popular for good reason. Um, it's one of those shows where I don't think there's anything awful about SpongeBob SquarePants really. Um, so even though I am not like the person to be talking about. Like, I feel this makes us feel older than we are. We're not that old, but we just didn't get SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, I didn't well, get Power we, Rangers. We were, we were 16, 17 there, so it's that sort of that age where you hadn't got to that ironic, like, I'll watch a kid's show, because that. I... Do, you know, do you know what the thing was, right? The thing was, if I was going to sit down and watch cartoons, I'd have been turning on to Cartoon Network instead. That would have been the thing, rather than Nickelodeon. Yeah, this was kind of the start of almost a Cartoon Network renaissance, not Cartoon Network, a Nickelodeon renaissance, I'd argue. Yeah. Like, they sort of, things seemed to get better for them from here on out. They had more original shows. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, yeah. like, I didn't watch Last Airbender until years after no. it finished. Yeah. Yeah, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Because, uh, like, Invader Zim came after this as well, was part of their renaissance, really. It was like... Yeah, but no, no one watched that apart from us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we didn't watch it on Nickelodeon. Kids, yeah, that's because kids... Well, we weren't able to. But this is because kids were taught if you watch this, you'll get your eyes ripped out and put into a squirrel or something. <laughs> like that, was, that was the message Invader Zim was setting, setting children. Like It's one of those things where it's like, do not, like, if you bring this back, just put it on Adult Swim, right? Don't put it on Nickelodeon. Put it on Adult Swim and just go... Mental because it would be brilliant. Yeah, um, two thousand one was in, so yeah, two years later. Yeah, um, I do think SpongeBob kind of opened the door to like, yeah, Nickelodeon's rejuvenation. Yes, because they had like lots of Nicktoons back in the early nineties, which all did really well, and then it seems to go into a lull for a few years. I think they kept giving everything to the people who did Rugrats, so they had Rugrats, and then Asky they had Supo. Yeah. Then they had, uh, what was it, Rocket Power, which looked cr- crap, uh, and the Wild Thornberries. Uh... Rocco, Aerial Monsters. Did they do Rocco? Angry Beavers. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, sorry, not, yeah, oh, Nickelodeon. So oh, Nickelodeon, not... yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Aerial Monsters was classy, Supo. Yeah. So, the, like, I feel like they gave them a lot because Rugrats was such a massive hit as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's good. It's all right. And they get they get nice little jokes in there that aren't for kids. 
The squirrel's called Sandy Cheeks. They live in Bikini Bottom. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, Mr. Krabs. Like, there's a, there's a wink and a nudge. You know, Patrick is a starfish and he's dumb because he lives under a rock. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, that's, that's, that is quite subtle. Yeah. I also appreciate the fact that um, Squidward is like the archetype of the person who is perceived to be a villain but is actually just reasonably reacting to cretins around him. Yeah, I think... He's the... the um, he's the... Um, oh, his Grimey. name's escaped me. Yeah, he's, he's the Frank Grimes of Bikini Bottom. Yeah. The um, it, the meme is, when you're a kid, you, you uh, empathise with uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, and when you're an adult, you empathise with Squidward, because you just wouldn't be left the fuck alone. <laughs> we can see how that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah n- another one to mention in your thing, just, just after this, Fairly Odd Parents came out. Oh yeah, uh, which is a great show. Yeah, yeah like, that is. The, I I got I got into that. That is really funny. I think I watched a lot of that with you, Matt. Somehow. Yeah, I think we I think we binged a lot of that. Some at some point, we just watched a load of it because it was like, hang on, did they just say they did just say they just said yeah. that? Like, if there is a there is so much double entendre going on in Fairly Odd Parents. It's like there, like it is. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that at some point I'm yeah sure. I'm sure we will um, so the other major debut uh, in the UK at least was The Sopranos debuted on Channel 4 we talked about The Sopranos a lot I don't think we need to kind of go into it but it's just you know it's very good and probably the you know the first series is one of its strongest because I, I think it's the well I personally I think I, I'm fairly critical of The Sopranos I think the first series is excellent yeah I think it's a one series show that was then stretched I think the but the concept of the first series about a spoilers, a mum that puts a hit out on her son, yeah. a, a mafia thing, is it, yeah, it's done really well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and it's I think, yeah. it, I think it's what comes after. I don't totally mesh with. Some seasons feel stretched out for no particular reason. I, actually, I, I think that's a legitimate criticism. I think there's a lot of wheel spinning. Sometimes, mm. but I think so, like there's occasionally you get great episodes out of that. But yeah, sometimes it's like, what? Why is this a whole season? This could have been yeah. four, four, or five episodes. Yeah. Um, so I do agree. With this that. is really, it's really tidy done. This everything yeah. makes sense. It's escalated. You know, it's completely well, very well told story. Yeah. About the first season, I think it's, and there's a reason why it became very popular on the basis of this. Like, it, it's also very well acted and. It feels it feels wonderfully real is the thing I think with this is that it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like The Godfather or like even like Goodfellas. It's a bit it feels a bit realer than that. It's that sort of thing of you know it's about making money effectively and running a business. Your business just happens to be criminal in nature. Um, and whereas The Godfather is is a very romanticized view of the mafia. Goodfellas is probably well, less romantic and probably a bit more like, hey, everybody was having a good time and everything was okay kind of things. Not really. Um, but but we will murder anyone that gets in our way. Yeah, the, yeah. The good time, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this this feels like again this feels it feels like again a business. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a family business, and if you're not making money for the family, then you're a problem. Um, yeah. This is a bit of a tangent. I don't really know what's something about this is reminding me about it. But did either of you watch um, Your Honor? No. Oh, no. uh, it's on Now TV. You should watch it. It's um, 
Brian Cranston stars as a. I'm reading the descriptions, couldn't remember how to describe it. I can't remember what it was called. Brian Cranston stars as a judge confronting his deepest convictions when his son is involved in a hit and run that embroils an organised crime family. Okay. Basically, his son, he's a judge, and his son hits and runs a mob family's kid. Ooh. That's gonna be that's gonna cause problems. It's a it's a it's a one it's a one series and done miniseries thing. It's on Now TV as well worth watch. Okay. Okay. We could we could be sponsored by Now TV if you want. Get in touch with us. We'd we'd love to <laughs> we we are nothing if not whores. Uh, I hear that Now TV is also now streaming uh, the White Lotus. Uh, Maybe I'll check that out as well. That sounds excellent, as well as you checking out the wonderful The Last of Us, which is out Sundays on Now TV. I mean, come on, guys! Look, get in. Get, I mean, call I thought, us. I thought, call I did, us. Like the last, the last, last or so, where at the end, like Joel turns to camera and goes, "Ellie, truly, we are the last of us." Yes, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, yeah, uh, Sopranos, wonderful TV show, and again, it's one of those things where. It reinvigorated, like I think that's that's what put HBO on the map in yeah it did in the yeah. UK at least. I mean, it was I think they've been getting good stuff. It was shown well, it it, it the renown from America, but it was shown on Channel Four in the UK. Yeah, I think um, this this was a time where Channel Four tended to have a lot of the acclaimed shows from America. Yeah. Did they have The Wire as well? Can't Possibly. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they had. They seem to be picking up. I think before Sky. Started looking. Oh, we should probably get involved in this. I think they Channel Four had most of these shows. They they seem to have good deals. What well, I think they also promoted it, which is important because mm. I don't remember yeah. the Wire. The Wire wasn't a big hit on TV. The Wire was a big hit right. in DVD box sets because yes. everyone was talking about how great it was, and you should watch the DVD box set of The Wire. And yeah. that's how I experienced it. So actually, to like The Wire was on Sky TV, and Sky TV buried it late night because mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do with it because it wasn't it wasn't three or four episodes of of Star Trek followed by The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, you, you say Sopranos is realistic. The Wire is hyper realistic, and it's very, very oh yeah, gr- way more gritty. And it's quite in, in some respects hard to follow. It's very the story of Baltimore, but it's not as good as Bones. According to one of our friends, <laughs> which right. which is which is brilliant because someone else said that on um, the awful Paradise PD show. It's got it's got uh, oh God, I forgot the name of the actor, Lance Reddick. Yes, he's got Lance Reddick in it, and he says, uh, "Well, <laughs> he's going the wow was brilliant," and he goes, oh, "I always preferred Bones." Well, of course, it's not as good as Bones. You can't be perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great because we actually have a friend who thinks that the bones is better for the wire, and that is her opinion. She's entitled to it, and she's wrong. Uh, the wire is <laughs> really fucking boring. Shut up. The wire. Well, only <laughs> only with people who have tiny, tiny attention spans and willies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm much for the wire to Sopranos. Uh, yeah, I do as well. I really like the Sopranos, but yeah, if it's a choice between okay. the two, it's the Wire. We'll stop because we will come to an episode where we'll talk about the Wire. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, but the, yeah, we'll bang on about it. For Let me know when that will be, and I'll make sure I've got enough Pro Plus to get through it. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, Why? does someone have oh, to pay oh. attention? Oh. <laughs> I genuinely think the problem was I tried to watch it. It was on night shifts and it was not engaging enough. Probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, it's not... No, that is true. It's not that... It's a sit down with a cup of coffee and, you know, watch it also, on I don't, Sunday. I don't think binging it works that well. No. Anyway, if we're here to talk about the wire. Let's leave the wire alone. Yeah, we now. keep doing that. So that will do it for a TV. Um, that is pretty much it into our dive into July of 1999. Uh, our next episode will be on April 2004. We will see you then. Um, I don't think we've got any bonus episodes up and running because we, we've done a lot of bonus episodes, like back to back to back. So we'll probably yeah. our next one will be another full proper uh, episode. So. Yeah, you're a full proper episode. I'm I'm a proper episode. You're a proper episode, and Kev always oh, an improper episode. Dirty little tramp that he is. I'll never change. No, don't ever change. You're not allowed to. You're uh, you belong to the streets. Um, it just remains for me to be saying I'm Matthew Wynn. I'm with a Chris Hodgkinson. Bye, these. And a Kevin Jones. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, please just spread the word and get in touch via Twitter at late underscore pod or email us at twolateupdate at gmail.com. If you'd really like to contribute, you can just buy us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com slash twolateupdate. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.